This is Fuse FM. Manchester's student radio. Good morning, it's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and you know what that means, it's time for elementary. We're probably Manchester's best student-run science-themed radio show. Uh, there's a whole plethora of us in the studio here today, so I think we'll just go around and introduce ourselves. So, hi, I'm Fergus. Uh, I'm Karis, here as normal. I'm Joe, I've been on it for three weeks. I'm Iyoluanimi Yamishodimu, but my middle name is Samuel and that's easier to pronounce, <laughs> so let's do that one. I'm Becky. Yeah, so we've got Samuel and Becky in today, so two more people from our science communication course uh, here to mix things up a bit and chat to us about this week's element. So over to Karis to introduce this week's element. This week's element is nitrogen, which has the atomic number seven. It was isolated in 1772, so we've known about it for quite a while, by Daniel Rutherford. It was actually found by a lot of people at the time, but he was published first, and so he was credited. The name nitrogen was given actually by a French chemist, though, Jean-Antoine Claude Chaptal, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, in 1790, which was about 18 years later. It's one of the most common elements. It's ranked 6th or 7th most common in the Milky Way and our solar system. But how we experience it in our everyday lives is in the air as N2 dinitrogen. And that makes up 78% of the Earth's atmosphere, which is way more than oxygen. We know it mostly is a gas, but it can be found in a solid form on Pluto and one of Neptune's moons, Triton. However, in its solid form, it can be very volatile and can do something called sublime, which is a fancy way of saying it can evaporate into a gas from a solid, skipping the liquid part. There's more interesting things about nitrogen that we'll find out later about the body and drugs. Side note, there's a, there's a good documentary on Netflix called Take Your Pills, if anyone's seen it. Has anyone seen that? It's, have it's you about, seen it, Joe? Yes, I have. It's about Adderall, and which is like a performance-enhancing drug, and which a lot of university students in America actually take it to improve their grades. So yeah, just thought I'd recommend that. Anyway, carry on. Wow, okay. Well, that leads quite nicely onto what we're going to talk about next. For some reason, I'm doing the biology bit this week, even though I'm not a biologist, so we'll see how well this goes. Everyone feel free to chip in. But uh, yeah, nitrogen is really important in organisms, primarily in amino acids. So these are the building blocks uh, which make proteins, uh, which are obviously very important for us. So there are 20 amino acids, um, and they occur in kind of various quantities. Um, So... Amino acids build up to form proteins. Nitrogen is also in our uh, DNA, which is the structure used to make uh, amino acids, which then goes on to make proteins. And we'll be speaking a little bit more about that later. But it's also a great protector, nitrogen. So that's what I wanted to speak about. It's part of many of the pharmaceutical compounds that make us healthy. So it's a part of every major uh, pharmaceutical group, including antibiotics. And it's also used in other ways to protect us. So it's a constituent part of Kevlar. So part of the uh, very strong chains of uh, molecules that form uh, in Kevlar, which make it 
protective are that nitrogen is a key part of that chain and it also protects other things as well so crisps for example so you know when you open a bag of crisps and you have the little pop that's because there's air inside the bag um, to kind of protect the crisps so that they don't all get squashed up so i know that a lot of people get really annoyed when you open a bag of crisps and it looks like there's hardly any crisps in there and it's mainly just air well there is a reason for that is to kind of protect the crisp during transport i think some companies do take the mick a little bit (laughs) But, uh, there you go and it's and it's nitrogen that's normally used to protect those crisps on way. nitrogen is is the perfect gas for that <laughs> uh, well so it's not going to kind of react so i guess oxygen's really oxidizing so that might start to interact with some of the chemicals um whereas nitrogen a bit a bit less reactive so i guess so is it one um, of the inert gases it's not it's not completely inert so nitrogen does uh, react with stuff but it's not it's not quite as oxidizing as oxygen is um, and i guess it's also very abundant you know it's 78 percent of the air around us so they've probably got you know quite easy ways of isolating the the nitrogen to use it there i was surprised i assumed it would be one of the really inert gases like argon or something like that yeah i'm just surprised there's nitrogen in crisps at all (laughs) well not in the actual i mean there might be in the actual crisps i guess yeah there will be right because crisps come from potatoes so potatoes don't have nitrogen in them i don't think (laughs) i thought that nitrates were like a really key Uh, nitrogen is in you're right nitrogen is in everything it'll be in the potatoes it'll be in the potatoes are made of very small amounts which is a carbohydrate Yes. <laughs> right in our next song we're gonna do a quick bit of googling and we'll come and clarify but yeah. I, we could have I'm this as the first about science fact now. or science fiction Maybe. potatoes have got nitrogen in them fact or fiction we'll find out and then we'll come back to you but going back to this this idea of drugs as i said nitrogen is a constituent of every major pharmacological drug class so that includes antibiotics and others but there's also many other notable nitrogen containing drugs um so caffeine for example everyone listening in with their morning cup of uh, tea or coffee uh, if it's caffeinated tea not if it's i don't know green tea or something like that caffeine's got nitrogen in it a lot of other drugs as well so things like morphine uh, amphetamines things like that they also have nitrogen in as well so there obviously can be a dark side to nitrogen and after another song joe's going to talk a bit more about some other sides of nitrogen that are potentially a bit more dangerous it's 918. Welcome back. You're listening to Elementary on QZF. Next up, we're going over to Joe to talk about fireworks and stuff. Yay! <laughs> I like that. It almost seemed as though the kind of the clapping at the end of the song was yeah, yeah, the fact that we're going cool. over to Joe. Before we go over to Joe, I'm just going to interrupt very quickly because oh, I did do a bit of googling in the break, and we were kind of all right. So, as Kara said, potatoes are mainly carbohydrates, which don't have nitrogen and they're just carbon hydrogen oxygen however nitrates are used in fertilizers um so they're still used in potatoes and potatoes do have a small amount of protein in which has nitrogen in so potatoes do have a little bit of nitrogen but not that much interestingly the way that nitrogen as a fertilizer what it does is it encourages plants to produce more foliage but potatoes are a root vegetable so they actually need more uh, phosphates and potassium because that encourages root development this is according to backyard vegetable garden gardening.com so there we go anyway we're kind of both right potatoes have a little bit of nitrogen in but not that much anyway now transitioning on to explosives and fireworks i've got quite a lot of information but i'll try and keep it brief so without nitrogen there would be no halloween or bonfire night because nitrogen is an oxidizer used in fireworks and when nitrogen is used in fireworks they usually 
if they are used in the fireworks, they're the environmentally friendly ones. So they're actually better for the bonfire night or Halloween. So they um, better than traditional fireworks, which are made using charcoal and sulfur fuel. Um, you've got a percolate oxidizer to help with the burning, plus binders, colorants and propellants. Um, but these, one, these ones look really cool and spectacular, but they have a large amount of smoke. So that's the pollution that they're causing to the planet. But with the eco-friendly ones, you have a clean burning nitrogen-based fuel. A percolate oxidizer is not needed anymore. And because there is little smoke, only small amounts of metal salts are needed to produce these brilliantly colored flames. Moving on, we've got also a very interesting story about how oh. dynamite was discovered. So, I'm on the edge of my seat. Um, nitroglycerin is an explosive liquid which was first made by Asanio Sobrera. The guy you mentioned, what name is that? Where, what region is that name? Uh, Asanio Sobrera. <laughs> Let me just double, someone double check while <laughs> I'm reading this. That. That. I didn't mean to yeah. tell you off. In 1846, by treating glycerol with a mixture of nitric and sulfuric acid. The reaction which follows is highly exothermic unless the mixture is cool while the reaction is taking place. Init- so exothermic, sorry, what does that mean? That means giving out heat energy, if I'm yes. remembering from my early days at school. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my undergrad, I should remember. Anyway, uh, initially when impure nitroglycerin was used, it was very difficult to predict under which conditions that the nitroglycerin would explode. So, so the guy studied these problems in details and was the first to produce nitroglycerin on an industrial scale. Is on I think this is a different guy actually, Alfred Noble. So nitroglycerin was discovered by Asanio Sobrera, and then Alfred Noble was the one who tried to sort of tame the <laughs> nitroglycerin. His first major invention was bl- a blasting cap. This is a wooden plug filled with black gunpowder, and this could be detonated by lighting a fuse, and this in turn caused an explosion of the surrounding nitroglycerin, so you could control the explosion effectively. Alfred Noble then worked hard to improve nitroglycerin as an explosive that could be used in blasting rock and in mining. Uh, He made one of the most important discoveries when he found that by mixing nitroglycerin, an oily fluid with Kieselgur, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, the mixture could be turned into a paste, and this material could be kneaded and shaped into rods. The red rods that we've all seen as dynamite looks like, and these are shaped into rods suitable for insertion into drilling holes. He called his paste dynamite and went on to develop a blasting cap which could be used to detonate dynamite under controlled conditions. Fantastic. So Alfred Noble, inventor of dynamite. How else do we know Alfred Noble? Anyone? Uh, Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. Nobel Prize. Yeah. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. It's also yeah. um, the, yeah. the guy who kind of came up with the Nobel Prize, or at least it got his name attached yeah. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Just to interject, like we were asking before, Asanio Sobrero is Italian. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. And the other guy, Alfred Noble, is Swedish. Thank you, Beck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, segueing on to rocket fuel slightly. So, ammonia, which contains nitrogen, is used in the preparation of hydrazine, a a colourless liquid used as a rocket fuel. Ammonium perchlorate, the salt of perchloric acid and ammonia, is a powerful oxidizer, which is majorly explosive. In the boosters, the aluminium powder and ammonium perchlorate are held together by a binder. Polybutadiene, why do I pick all these hard things to say? <laughs> Polybutadiene acryl, I'm butchering this, acrylonitrile or PBAN. Oh, I should have just said that. I hope you've got all that. Yes, home. yes, yeah. <laughs> on a 9 a.m. Uh, early like morning. making things very easy to pronounce. Yeah. That's one of the other things. Yeah, the mixture, which with the consistency of a rubber razor, is then packed into a steel case. When it burns, oxygen from the ammonium perchlorate combines with aluminium to produce aluminium oxide, aluminium chloride, water vapor, and nitrogen gas, and lots of energy. This reaction heats the inside of a solid rocket boosters to more than 5,000 degrees Fahrenheit, causing the water vapor and nitrogen to rapidly expand. Just like in the liquid engines and nozzle funnels, the expanding gases outwards, creating thrust and lifting the rocket from the launch pad. Okay. Amazing. Good so day. nitrogen also yeah. in rocket fuel, uh, as well as explosions and all sorts of other things. So it's everywhere. I think that's what it I've gained from this. Nitrogen yeah. is literally yeah. all over the place. It's 9.29. Welcome back to Elementary on Fuse FM. 
So before we get into that, over the break, we're talking about Elton John. And Elton John, funny enough, we're talking about um, his biopic that none of us have seen, I think, right? No, and I need to see it. We're talking about it. the fact that his biopic was produced by Elton John's movie studio, who also produced, and fun fact, Nomeo <laughs> and Juliet, and Nomeo and Juliet to Sherlock Holmes, something like that. Sherlock, Sherlock Gnomes. Gnomes Sherlock think, yeah, Gnomes, yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. That's why in that movie there's so many of his songs. And his studio is called. What's his studio called? His studio is called Rocket Pictures. Yeah, there because we go. Of brilliant. Because Elton John is a legend. Yeah. So there we go. Forever. There's All a right. link there. Rockets. Rockets. Ah. Anyway, we're gonna have a game. Yeah, yeah. Yay! Excellent. It's everyone's favourite science-themed game: science fact or science fiction. It's my favourite bit of the show. So how it works is I'm gonna tell you a science fact. It'll be another nitrogen-related fact, and you guys have to say whether you think it's science fact or science fiction. So here we go. Number one, I've tried to pick ones that were slightly different to things that we'd been talking about earlier in the show. So. I don't know. You might all know the answers anyway because you've yeah. been doing all your <laughs> research, but we'll see. Number one, the harbour process, which is the process which converts nitrogen and hydrogen into ammonia, which is this fertiliser that we mentioned briefly, that uses an estimated 1% to 2% of all the world's energy. Now, I know that doesn't sound wow. like that much, Look, 1% or 2%, but actually yeah. of all the world's energy, that's quite a lot. So what do you reckon? Is that I, a science fact or science fiction? I'm going to say fact because I think it's the most done process or something like that so it makes sense well i remember it from school but I, that's 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 my knowledge on it so i'm gonna go with fiction to change it up so i mean depending on what the question is actually asking because the world's energy like the energy that the sun gives us or like okay not not the energy that comes from the sun but the energy on the planet the energy that, that humans use on the planet in industry i guess so i, I will see that as a fact okay i think, I think, I think joe thinks it's a fact as well don't you, yeah, you, yeah, you sure. i think you do yeah. really you're just trying to make it make it interesting make it interesting well yeah no you're all right absolutely is true so the harbor process was first used in world war one so that germany could produce nitric acid which is a precursor to explosives but then they realized that it can also you know the ammonia itself is useful and then obviously now it doesn't get used so it's much always a link to explosives, explosives isn't it? There is. It all comes back to explosives. <laughs> yeah. Next question. You can use liquid nitrogen to make super creamy ice cream. Science fact or science fiction? Ooh, you can use it to make whipped cream. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, so that actually happening. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fact. Because I think, I think I've seen it. Too. That is exactly right. I don't think it's ice cream. But it's called whipped cream. Yeah, it's so whipped I don't know cream. if that counts as like whipped, whipped ice cream. cream. No, whipped cream and ice cream are two separate things. Okay, yeah. then fiction. Okay, two fact, one fiction. It is a fact. Yes. Again, it's true. <laughs> so liquid nitrogen is really, really, really cold. So nitrogen normally exists as an, a gas. You need to cool it really, really, really down um, to get it to go into liquid form. And so what happens is you get your, your mix of cream and sugar and, I don't know, vanilla or whatever else it is that you're using to make the ice cream. And then you dunk it in the liquid nitrogen. And because it's so cold, it freezes the ice cream really, really quickly. And what this does is it stops ice crystals from forming. And ice crystals kind of give the ice cream a, a, a crunchy, quite unpleasant taste. So I don't know if you've ever been eating like a tub of Ben and & Jerry's yeah. and it's kind of gone half melted and then you've put it back in the freezer. And then there's been like and then the next time like you take on, it out. Yeah, and it kind of goes a bit crunchy yeah, and weird. Yeah. Freezing it in liquid nitrogen makes it freeze really quickly, stops those ice crystals from forming. So you get really smooth, Ooh. really creamy ice cream. I'm going to have to do that then myself. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, <laughs> no, only try 
this at home if you yeah. have if you have some spare light liquid nitrogen around <laughs> okay final one and then we'll do something different the triple bond in diatomic nitrogen so nitrogen as gas n2 so two nitrogen atoms bonded together and it is a triple bond that's definitely true but that nitrogen bond is the strongest of any diatomic molecule so diatomic means two atoms so there's just two nitrogens there so i'm claiming that the nitrogen bond the bond in n2 is the strongest of any diatomic molecule science fact or science fiction act why i just know you just know yeah well it's a triple bond and the only other triple bond I can think of is actually, yeah, cyanide. Actually, yeah, in chemistry, so. actually. So I'm going to say fact as well, just because now you've said it, I think I remember the triple bond as well. Yeah. Yeah, and which probably makes it stronger. I don't know. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to say fiction. You're going to say fiction. Yes. Do, you, do you know of any that are stronger? Uh, can you think of any that might be? Okay, so out of all the gases, they are more inert gases than nitrogen. So that means their bonds would be stronger because they are less reactive to other things, right? Oh, interesting. So nitrogen is not the most inert gas. I might be wrong about that. Interesting. I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I think it's fiction. So most of the other really inert gases, um, (coughs) so things like the noble gases, they exist as single atoms. So argon isn't like AR2 or AR3 or whatever. It's just kind of argon floating about on its own. It is false, but you're very, very close. It's Uh, actually the, the second strongest of any diatomic molecule. The bond between carbon and oxygen in carbon monoxide that is very slightly stronger but you're absolutely right it is a triple bond it is very very strong in order to kind of break that bond between the nitrogen it's 945 kilojoules per mole and a mole is uh, 14 grams of n2 what i calculated was that this is basically 16 times the amount of energy released when you blow up tnt ah another link to explosives explosives. (laughs) tnt for every gram of tnt that releases 4.2 kilojoules of energy to break the bonds in nitrogen you need 67.5 kilojoules per gram of the nitrogen you need a lot you need a lot more dynamite so you need loads of tnt TNT. that probably would not be the best way of doing it there are other ways of doing it but yeah so it is it is a super strong bond but it's not quite the strongest yeah that was science fact or science fiction should we have another we need to get a jingle for that who knows we, we really yeah, we should. should yeah oh we can all sing I don't know no, okay. <laughs> I'll let you come up with that for next yeah. week then no, I'm expecting a song I think very fun we'll have the same playing bit yeah you did well uh, <laughs> okay. educated answers because mine, mine are usually very <laughs> limited on the reasoning yours sounded really like interesting yeah Next up, we're going over to Samuel to talk a bit more about the DNA side of things. Yay. Nitrogen is in DNA in the form of nitrogenous bases. So nitrogenous bases are a fundamental structure of the building blocks of DNA. And they are consisted of adenine, guanine, cytosine, thymine, and or uracil, depending yeah. on the organism. Yeah. What these nitrogenous bases are, are flat shaped structures that formed hydrogen bonds on the end of because at the end of each nitrogenous base there's like an nh and the the nh on each of those nucleotides on uh, nitrogenous bases the hydrogen there forms a bond and the hydrogen further forms the bond that forms the rung of the ladder that is dna yeah that in that twins around and that was from the structure of DNA. So that's how nitrogen is a fundamental part of the structure of DNA. Does is that what forms the like double helix structure? Yeah. Then? Well, the yeah. double helix structure is formed by a lot of shaping mechanisms, but that yeah. also yeah. helps form yeah. it because those are the attachments that form the two, because DNA is made of two strands yeah. and the two need to be attached. And that is attached by the hydrogen bonds that are formed off of the um, nitrate structure. 
yes and the, piece and the bases have to be complementary right yeah. there you go yes. the bases have to be complementary so adding in goes with cytosine yes and then timing goes with guanine i used to have a really good way of remembering that actually but i can't remember i can't remember like you had like these acronyms at school mm-hmm. i can't remember what mine was now off the top of my head but did you guys have one or no there, i did have one yeah yeah i did we just kind of got atgc just remember that yeah, yeah. just say it over and over again yeah, yeah ATGC. exactly repetition yeah. really works on the human yeah, mind yeah. but that's a whole other episode but that um the fact that the bases have to be complementary so a always pairs with t is that yes. correct uh, yes yeah and 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 atgc sometimes independent in the organism it a pairs with u so yes you okay I never learned about you. This you and T can be interchangeable. You and T are That's interchangeable. That's in RNA instead RNA, of DNA. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, in fact, the only difference between like thymine and uracil is just one methyl group. So one methyl group separates a whole bunch of organisms. That one little structure in it separates like a whole di- two different types of like fundamental beings on the planet. I think that's pretty cool. That is really cool. But this, so this complementary thing, so that means that if you only have one strand of DNA that you could then recreate the other strand from it, is that? Very much so, but it has to be complementary exactly to that strand. And that's what happens in DNA replication. So in DNA replication, uh, I'm trying to remember the protein that attaches on onto DNA when it replicates. But um, that protein attaches to the strand and the strand is replicated by the protein. A different type of protein brings complementary bases. Is it RNA transcriptase? Something that, like that. Uh, all of them. It's all this yeah. type of enzymes. So yeah. it's all enzymes yeah. doing the work in, yeah. in the, on the DNA. So the enzyme attaches to, the, um, attaches to that strand, replicates it by recruiting another enzyme, which brings the complementary base pairs to that strand. It's pretty cool. Cool. There's some cool YouTube videos on how that because you're seeing that actually work on like an animation. I remember going over going over it in school, and it can it still seems quite like strong in my my memory. The yeah. name of yeah. the protein I think is DNA polymerase. That's, I might be wrong yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. And then transcriptase helps it, and then there's so many. You got like reverse transcriptase. Help it all the way reverse yeah. transcriptase. Yeah. There's so many of but like a whole. Your DNA worms. is doing. Uh, your DNA is always in motion. It's connected. It's moving all the time. It's beautiful. It's creating you more <laughs> every day. You know. <laughs> That's poetic. And all those enzymes, will they all have nitrogen in them as well? Because <laughs> they're biological. Because um, amino well. acids would be part of their structure. Yeah. So nitrogen is in everything. Ah. Because nitrogen is the whole planet. It's yes. not on fire all the time. Go nitrogen. Lovely. Go well, nitrogen. that was uh, slightly mind-blowing there. But anyway, yes, <laughs> yeah. if you want more information, as we say, there's some really cool videos, and you kind of see it like unzipping itself and yeah, then reforming. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah, really, really important for cell division, which, with, I mean, Absolutely. without that, we would just all be unicellular organisms. Very I guess. much so. Um, and even then, unicellular organisms don't go very far without nitrogen in them. So Amazing. Right, should we do another game now? Yes, yeah, I'm so excited. Yes. yes, excellent. We tried this game last week, and I quite liked it, so we're going to do it again. So this game is called Secret Scientist, and I'm just shifting my notes so that Karis can't see them. So the way that this game works is I will name some famous people, one of whom is a secret scientist. So my definition of scientist is they did a science-related degree. Uh, so they don't have to have a PhD, they don't have to have published in a peer-reviewed journal, anything like that. So I guess I would still count myself as a scientist under this definition, which is why I use it. The first set of people, we're looking at comedians this week. So last week we looked at the uh, Friends characters, well, the the actors who play the Friends characters. Uh, this week we're looking at comedians. So my first set of three are Rowan Atkinson, Hugh Laurie, and Sasha Baron Cohen. Now, first off, do we know who those people are? Yes, yes. Excellent. Good, good. All right. <laughs> yeah, so we've got we've got Mr. Bean, we've got House, but he has done some comedy stuff as well, and we've got Borat. Well, I have my vote already. Sasha Baron Cohen, because I know his cousin is a published psychologist. 
Ooh. We'll go to Beck and Samuel first. I reckon it might be uh, Hugh Laurie just because he's been around medicine so much. Well, because he was in house. Because he was in like, house. Oh yeah, I reckon that's that's the job for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah. Well, funny, funny that Karis should say that because I actually would have gone with Sasha Baron Cohen as well because I remember seeing something about I don't know. I feel like when you read out those names, that was the one that I was drawing towards first. So, so we've got two votes for Sasha Baron Cohen and one for Hugh Laurie. I'm going to go Rowan Atkinson. Samuel, Samuel's going to go Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. Oh, I see. I thought I'd got you all, but then Sam jumped in just at the end. That it's Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> oh, um, well, I don't know. You might disagree with my definition of a scientist. So Rowan Atkinson did a degree in electrical engineering. So that's definitely uh, a STEM yeah. STEM yeah. subject, yeah. right? Okay. Hugh Laurie did archaeology and anthropology, which I guess that's some people uh, join histam. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, histam is the uh, history of science, technology, medicine. So it's the the centre that our course runs him shout out to chistam <laughs> well i i didn't count archaeology and anthropology so i'm no. glad that you guys don't either and sasha baron cohen caris you are absolutely right so sasha baron cohen's cousin is a published psychologist he actually lectured me for two lectures so i really? i've yeah oh. i am one degree of separation from sasha baron cohen you're basically, wow. hmm? you're basically related to him. <laughs> yeah basically but no sasha baron cohen did did history so there we go do we, we enjoy that do you want to do another yeah, one yeah yeah yes, that okay was fun. Yeah. we'll do another one so i I've got I've got four here now, and Ooh. one of them is a definite, and one of them is a sort of, and then two of them are definitely <laughs> no. I, I got a bit confused. So here we go. So your your options this time are Jimmy Carr, Joe Brand, Alan Davies, and Harry Hill. Right. So I saw Joe Brand on the Infinite Monkey Cage, and she did not know anything about science. So I feel like we can rule that one. She's out. out. <laughs> but does any of us know anything about science? No, so the other ones that you've got, you've got Jimmy Carr, yeah. you've got Alan Davies, and Harry Hill. Who's Alan Davies? <laughs> Alan Davies is the one on QI who always normally gets Wait, everything me. wrong. No, I don't want to go because it's going to say if he is there. I can't picture him. I'm going to say. Do you watch QI? Not, not really. Lot, no. Oh, that's the main thing. He's been on other shows as well. What was the last one? It's. Not not him anyway. He did oh. drama and theatre. <laughs> <laughs> You're ruining the game one? now. You're ruining the game. <laughs> well, if right. no one knows who I, he is, then I, it doesn't work. What was I, the last one? Yeah. Uh, right, so you've got Jimmy Carr or you've got Harry Hill. I want to say Harry Hill. Well, it Hill. could still be Joe Brown. I'm going to say Harry Hill. Yeah, because that's just going to no be more reason, funny. Just, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Jimmy Carr. There's okay. something about him. But... I'm going to go Joe Brown because I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Great. The one who definitely, definitely is a scientist is Harry Hill. He did medicine. What? Medicine. He's, he's a doctor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. And then that's a big career change. Yeah. yeah. And then so Joe Brand also I would count as a secret scientist. She did a a social sciences degree, but it was with a qualified mental health nurse qualification. So she was a psychiatric nurse for ten years um, before she kind of got big in comedy. Which I, I'd say that's the scientist. Yeah, yeah. I, I I would too. Okay, great. So those two. There we go. So med medic themed uh, scientist there. As I said, Alan Davis, who apparently no one knows who he is anyway, but he did drama and theatre study. Jimmy Carr did uh, social and political sciences. What did Harry Hill do? I don't know that, who that is either, to be honest. Do you not know Harry Hill's TV burp? He's the guy, uh, he's the voiceover on You've Been Framed. Um, is he? Ladies and gentlemen, I am foreign. Yeah, Harry Hill's TV burp ended a while back as well. So unless you've seen You've Been Framed. I think yeah. you're not probably also not. ended a while back. I think. What did? Yeah. I don't I think you've been framed. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's still on TV though. They always put it on. I swear. Maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> okay. What is a TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only know Netflix now. <laughs> 
Okay, I'll try and make sure that my people are better known people next time. But it's it's hard finding secret I, scientists. No, but like a lot of people would have known that, so don't. Which is yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so Jimmy Carr did social and political sciences, which, whilst it has science in the title, I'm definitely not counting it as a science. So there we go. Savage. Controversial. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> well, that was secret scientists. Woo. Woo. Yeah. We appreciate it. Okay. What's What's next? I have a fun fact. Oh, oh go on. Go on. You know how when people go scuba diving, sometimes they get decompression sickness? Yes. That is from nitrogen bubbles building up in the... Oh, uh, yeah. Ooh, amazing. <laughs> That's I've, I've got something interesting as well, actually. Well, it's quick fire, rapid, yeah. rapid fire nitrogen round. Go. go. But first of all, first of all, there's a lot of... You guys heard of nitrous oxide, right? So it's uh, it's a common drug. It's got it's a laughing lot- gas, basically, yeah. isn't it? It's also it is what, I was, what I was going to go on to. It's got a lot of weird names that everyone calls it. So I just thought I'd list it off. Why not? Okay. It's not very sciencey. So you've got <laughs> nitrous oxide. It's also known as balloons, whippets, laughing gas, hippie crack, chargers, or nos. Yeah, I just very thought, cool. But yeah. no, but as in, like, it is actually legit laughing gas, right? Yeah, that would yeah. be it's like used as like use as them. an anesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, or they use it. They use it for um, like in pregnancy as well. So yeah, when you're in labour, getting balloons. <laughs> yeah, and in cakes, when there's I don't know how they do it, but there's a thing you can use laughing gas to do in cakes. Yeah, that's why uh, you can buy it in like you know what I mean. You have to yeah, like cakes, a yeah, yeah, yeah. license. Yeah, so like the the, the um cracker that people use yeah is actually meant i think it's for whipped cream yeah so, so be- they you can go online and buy this whipped cream canister thing mm-hmm. but obviously no one's buying it for whipped cream i mean i hope they are i feel like this yeah. is this is sliding Sorry, almost this is sliding into off. encouraging yeah, yeah don't okay. do drugs people. no this is part of this part yeah <laughs> Um, but anyway, it, it was yeah. still a fun fact, and I appreciate the fact. Yeah, and it indeed. is true. People do it regardless of whether they bring it up. Yeah. But do not encourage it, and it's not a good thing. We're not do. endorsing yeah. it at not all. Not at all. all. Right. Karis, have you got a quick fire nitrogen oh, fact? I do not. I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Also, you have one? Nitrous oxide that we were just talking about is used. So, like the same thing that you're like ingesting. This is a for a don't do drugs thing. They put it in um, cars, like motor racing cars, to make them go faster. So Yeah, <laughs> I was going to get onto that, actually. Have you guys seen Fast and Furious? One films? of the best TV Series, um, movie series ever made. Fast and Furious, yes. <laughs> yes. I love um, them. So, like, in they the f- especially in like the first couple, like, where nitrous oxide was a massive thing, they had like this whole cinematic scene of like him pressing a button and then nitrous oxide just gets injected into the engine. See, um, that's fun and actually, yeah, it looked funny. Like, very but, like, effective. I always thought, is that actually legit? But yes. I, it is actually legit. So, apparently, like, experts have said that if you inject nitrous oxide into a petrol engine, you are going to get the nitrous oxide rough, heated to roughly 570 degrees Fahrenheit. This will split and transform into oxygen and nitrogen, and then the vehicle will be able to inject more fuel and gives the engine more horsepower, and then it does go really, really fast. So, Amazing. Yeah. So I think what we found here is that nitrogen is in basically absolutely Literally. everything. It's got an yeah. amazing number of uses and importances. Yeah. That's just about all we've got time for, so we'd better wrap up. I've been Fergus. Karis. Joe. Samuel. Becky. Are we doing, for the listeners out there, what's on next week? Oh, listen, Very yes, cool. for next week. Uh, so uh, next week, I, I know it's the day after Halloween, but we'll be having a vaguely Halloween-themed episode. So we'll be talking about blood and bones. Um, tune in for that. Iron and calcium. So tune in for that. Also, forgot to say that we are now on Spotify as well. So a few days after each broadcast, it will go out as a sort of podcast form on Spotify. So search Elementary Fuse FM. Give us a like on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also email us at elementary underscore yes. fuse fm at outlook.com if you've got any comments queries suggestions i hope you've enjoyed we've been elementary goodbye bye have a good day